episode of Thoughts in the Broom Closet. I'm a grown-ass wish named Ivy. And I'm Manic Depressive Alex. You are not, man. <laughs> Stop that. You gonna scare everybody out here. Not I'm gonna say so. Where's the doctor? Get the medicine. <laughs> I don't know ask what my, kind. Just get the good kind. Ask my insurance. Ask the insurance. No, don't ask the insurance. Child. You know, if you ask them, they're gonna give you whatever generic. Generic. What's the cheapest? I insurance mean, is like the cheapest parent you've ever had. Like they'd be like, okay, uh huh. So Bobby needs an X-ray. That's great. Mm, yeah, but I usually end up. Gonna cost me. <laughs> I usually end up going for generics anyway because that's the same shit. It's just you pay for the label. True. Sometimes I do, like I just feel like for certain things though. Sometimes I just feel like the generic. They just put like whatever pill filler in that bitch, and they're like, "No, it's the same. We promise." It's no, like a tink. <laughs> no, it, a lot of it. If you make. really look at the active ingredients and the percentages, like between that's like. Yeah, like let's say like um whatever migraine meds you use. Like let's just say mm-hmm. like Advil and then there's what Advil extra strength or whatever. The migraine medicine my doctors chose was antidepressants. I'm not kidding. It was some weird archaic 1960s shit. The pills were green and yellow not yellow, green and white. And I was like, "What the fuck is it?" He's like, "Well, it's <laughs> normally for people with intense depression, but for you just for your head." Okay. Okay. Anyway, carry on. Advil, you said? I'm sorry. But, like, you know how there's, like, or, like, Tylenol, and then there's, like, extra strength. Mm-hmm. It's the same. Yeah. It's the same shit. They just, you you just pay for the words extra strength. Boo. I don't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> Take it back. So, wait, so you're telling me that basically if I go into the store right now, right? And no, that wait, that can't be true. Cause if I go into Dollar Tree, bitch, that's like a two hundred milligram ibuprofen. And if I go into the Walmart and get an extra strength drink, that's like eight, no, five hundred or eight hundred, no, eight hundred milligrams is what the doctor give you. It's like four hundred or some odd milligrams like that, four hundred, five hundred milligrams for extra strength. Well, you you got acetaminophen is like that. But you have to look at the active ingredients because that milligram strength could also just be like what you said, filler. So you have to see how much the active ingredient is. I don't like to it. like. It's giving lies. <laughs> you know I don't like lies. I mean, <laughs> I don't like lies or deception. Throw that shit out. Throw it out. Throw it away. Throw it all I mean, away. That's how that you. That's why you got to read the labels. I don't like that. You know how long it takes to read. Look, I'm gonna be honest with you. There's some shit where I will read the labels. And when I tell you that people be so irritated waiting on me to get the fuck out of the way. Like, don't get me wrong. Most of the time I'll step back, but, like, you're in an aisle where there's shit on either side of the aisle. So unless you stand dead in the middle, which is now blocking everybody from being able to move up and down the aisle, either way, you, at some point, you're in somebody's way. And, like, I speed read, yes, but even then people are so impatient because they're used to the now, now, here, go, 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 click, click, slide. Like, because they're so used to that shit. People will literally look at me and be like, bitch, if you don't get the fuck out of my way. Like, I can feel the evil. Yeah. permeating into my into my atmosphere and i'm like oh what is that is that a hater looking at me because i want to read what the fuck i'm about to eat bitch like, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck i'd be so mad i'm not even gonna lie but like <laughs> that does kind of deter me from taking my time to do that sometimes so it's only like new new shit i'd be like oh i've never had that before what's in it 
Right. Most of the time, I just zip through. And with shit like Tylenol and stuff, I'm not thinking about that because I've been taking that shit for forever. So, you know, any bitch that's ever had a horrible period has been taking Tylenol since 12. So, <laughs> you just take the shit. You don't even think about it. Yeah. So that's fucked up. Now, now I feel like I can't trust nothing. Thanks a lot, Alex. Thanks a lot. I'm fucked up now. Let me sip well, my coffee. <laughs> what can I say? But hey, you're welcome. Damn, you stupid as shit. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> my heart hurts. <laughs> oh, speaking of spending money, bitch, I know what I want to talk to you about today. Oh. Yes, I want to talk about the motherfucking prosperity mindset and just like how it causes people to be over ambitious or just like causes us to be over ambitious. I'm going to say us. Let's make it a together thing, family. Let's do that. Everyone, put your broomsticks together. Let's gather around the circle. Let's talk about us now. But let me let me ask you this first. Like how when you were coming up, did you have to experience any of that ever in like a any type of religious setting where there's this consistent mean? push for wealth and prosperity outside of like pop culture, societal norms? Like, I just mean like in a spiritual space. Let's start there. Sorry, the coffee hasn't kicked in yet. I was like, I was hearing you said, girl, what? It literally, I was like, it's it's early for me still. My brain? Yes, My I know. Brain. I'm sorry. I made you think today. Everybody round of applause for Alex for doing the thinking. Thank you, Alex. You used a lot of big words in that sentence. My brain was like, huh? Okay, let me slow my roll then. (laughs) Smaller words, shorter sentences. You got it. Right right away, friend. Here we go. (laughs) Did you ever grow up around prosperity gospel Mm. or, or, you know what I mean when I say that? Okay, cool. What they call seed faith. Oh yes, thank you. There you go. Now it took me. It, it took faith. me a moment, but now I know what you're talking about. Yes, seed faith. Cool. I've Expl- explain your experience with that because I want to hear that. So luckily, none of my family were uh, dumb enough to fall into that. However, I I do know some family that will listen to that person who talks about it, but they don't they don't mm-hmm. give into it. Um, but I guess to essentially explain to the folks what seed faith means, especially if you're talking about like Christianity in the sense is that, um, you give tithe and your tithe will then in turn bring, you know, good, good fortune, good luck, um, you know, all that shit. Um, it's one thing to give to your church just to support it, especially if it's a smaller one. But when it's like these mega churches that are saying, if you subscribe to this, you're going to get all the things you want. Cancer's going to be gone. All this is going to be gone. It's like, cut the bullshit. Like you are so <laughs> full of it. Like the, Oh, I can go into it. I hate these people with a motherfucking passion. Cause it's just, they, they prey on these people's faith to get money out of them every single penny they could be like there was this um this news story that had broke that had broken out a while ago about the the copeland family if you if you don't know who they are um they're still around they're still doing what they do but this Mm -hmm. woman um her mother was 
so ingrained in this seed faith that she would give up money that she needed and money she had cancer and so that money could have been used for treatment and she she ended up like uh, the daughter ended up finding diaries um from the mom uh, talking about how like you know if she gives money to the church that you know her cancer is going to be gone that you know she'll live a happy life and she she ended up passing, you know, in the hospital, like, in not a great way. Like, it, it pretty much killed her. Hmm. So, yeah. That, that whole, yeah. like, bullshit of, like, I don't know. It just seems so cultish to me. It's like, one, you're just trying to, it's, yeah. it, one, it, 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 it's like a, it's like a, um, an MLM in a, in a way. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Fuck. I didn't even think about and it. And then it, and then it's like also very cultish. Yeah, I agree with the cultish behavior. I this is this was my perspective on it a little bit. Yes, because uh, I was raised with Christian beliefs. There were, there there were always these people in this push that the people that had money and stuff like, it was just because they had more faith or they were just like blessed more based off of whatever. Whether it was like they just went harder with their faith or they just went harder with the donation jar. Either way, it was, it has something to do with that. Right. Mm -hmm. Transition into later on in life where I shift into a different form of spirituality. I push more towards witchcraft. I'm more interested in the occult, et cetera, and so forth. Right. Yeah. I see this same narrative translate itself over. They just kind of sketch it a little bit differently. Of course. Of course. You know what I mean? Like there are some groups that say like, 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 you know, Suffering is just part of the experience, blah, blah, blah. And that's different. That's separate from what I'm speaking about. Because those people obviously have a different mindset. But the ones even in the metaphysical community will be like, oh, well, I have all this because my energy is good. Or I have all of this because I prayed to the right gods or whatever the fuck, bitch. Or I did this spell, trick, whatever. Right? Mm-hmm. And in some instances when we're talking about energy and how we're able to like package that and ship it and all that other shit, you know. See old, see old thoughts from the broom closet episodes to know what the fuck I'm talking about. But outside of that, some people are just not taking into account like their circumstances, right? Like some people have access, some people have resources, some people have access, resources, and privilege. Some people have access, resources, privilege, and money. Some people have access, resources, privileges, money, and a good circle of people that have all the same things. And those things is what made up that person being able to thrive and grow and strive and have all of this great shit and then all of the success. And they build, and they will push to other people, oh, well, the reason why you're poor and suffering or you lack resources or you lack in any way that I lack is because you didn't do what you're supposed to do in some form or fashion. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That that concept still translates. And I think because that's constantly dumped on us because we live in such a fucking capitalistic consumerist society where we always just like pushing this idea of like, I gotta have, gotta have, gotta have, gotta have, gotta have. We're all guilty of it. There's not a single, there's probably not, there's probably not much people on this planet that can say they're not guilty of that and can say that without knowing, you know what I'm saying? Knowing that they're not lying. Mm-hmm. But that whole drive for more and to have and to stunt and to and to look better than the next person, that whole that whole thing is like a toxic cycle in and of itself. Because yeah. that whole program 
just like seeks to separate people and seeks to destroy people in that same way because look at how many people will hurt themselves or others in order to have that or because they don't have that. You know what I mean? Look how hard the lack mindset winds up being, how broken people wind up being when they don't have those things that they see other people have on social media. And they think that somebody got this shiny ass motherfucking necklace and shit and then you find out, oh shit, this motherfucker paid $50 for this bitch online. I thought this was a multi-thousand dollar necklace and this bitch was balling. Oh my, oh my no. Oh, oh no. What happened? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Like that shit is stressful because there's this disillusionment where you're like, oh, well, everything's fake. And then it's like, well, what the fuck am I even achieving? And then it just breaks down everything that you know because you spent your whole life, no matter which spirituality you've fallen behind, you the, the real spirituality that you've fallen behind is prosperity, the cult of prosperity, constantly chasing the dollar, constantly chasing wealth, constantly chasing the abundance. The abundance got y'all bundled the fuck up like pigs in a blanket and cooking in a fucking oven. Why? Because you would just lay there and, and accept that as a reality when that's not necessarily the reality. Yeah. You know, I just feel like that, that whole thing is like constantly dry. Like it pushes us into the other part that I was saying about the being overly ambitious. Cause even I'm guilty of this. It's like 101 different things. Now, 60% of what I do is passion driven, right? 60%. I will, I will generally say that. That means that I am motivated by my emotions to do that whether it's because i want to make somebody happy or whatever like it's something that i really just genuinely enjoy it's driven by passion right the other 40 percent is driven by the same shit that we're all driven by which is fucking money and survivalism mm -hmm. so then i'm constantly overworking in this like for this 40 percent part so between my passion projects and the and the trying to get the bag like when do i, I when do i have time to do anything that is mentally healthy you know what i mean when do people who are overambitious really have time to do anything that is mentally healthy? Because when you're consistently working and doing all of these projects on top of that, where do you implement peace? You know what I'm saying? Like, where do you implement mental stability when you're getting, when you, when you're getting 101 phone calls because you got business shit to do, you've got all different sorts of things that you're involved in. So it's different people calling you for for all the all of those things so that you can make sure you're in, you're including yourself in those things, you're present for those things in order to show that this is what I want to be a part of because it's going to grow you somehow or it's something that you're passionate about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're let, let, let me let me reflect the question off onto you because with you I know with your lifestyle is like you have a pat you have passion projects and then you also have a regular job. Yeah. So like where in that time and when you're when you're pushing and you're hustling and you're and you're 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 striving for all your ambitions, where in that time do you do you cultivate peace? Oh, I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had that. So peace, how? Like, I don't know her. <laughs> no, well, that seriously, my brain is always like my brain works in odd ways that I'm still trying to understand. <laughs> mm -hmm. But, like, I've never had, like, an actual moment of peace within everything. Because it's either work, my my eight-hour job. Afterwards, I'm tired. I don't want to deal with any of the hobbies that I have. I'm literally, like, non-motivated. Mm -hmm. um, but I think a lot of that has just also has to deal with a lot of my own issues that I think, like, I... 
I know I probably have some like undiagnosed shit that I just haven't had looked at. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it it's hard to like hyper focus on one thing. Like I always envy the people who can who take joy in like a specific hobby and just can do that for hours on end you know like that that piece of just doing it to do it yeah i i don't i've never experienced that like and you know me i i've gotten into a thousand and one different projects <laughs> and that's not even a joke <laughs> like yeah we both have yeah like i will start on this one project get into it and then get over it within like two weeks same thing with another project i'll get into it super into it i'll buy all the equipment that's needed for it and then i'll drop it and then move on to the next and then this this endless cycle of like hobbies that i've built up over the past years that i've not touched in years and it's like why do i keep doing this facts for me it's like i just need a workshop like I've already come to the realization that I literally love to make and create and do shit. And there's like almost seemingly no limit. I say seemingly because I know there are limits, <laughs> but it's almost like seemingly no limit to what I'm able to do. See, if you... So then my little brain just like goes, well, we just need a space to do all this stuff and things and then we'll be fine. Like if people just leave us the fuck alone and let us make stuff. I'm sure we could create some shit y'all really fuck with that would set us up financially for life and maybe the generations before after us. That would be great. See, the way I look at it though, like I if I ever got like a a uh, a workspace, let's just say, like a studio, mm-hmm. even though I'm living in a studio. <laughs> but like if I had my own like workshop, I already know myself. Mm-hmm. Sure, I'll I'll set it up the way I want, have all my things, but then it'll just end up becoming like a graveyard of hobbies that I just keep filling until that shit looks like a hoarder's house. That sounds awful. And then I have, you know, a, a bad habit of just keeping shit. So there's like stuff that I've had that mm-hmm. like, that I was like, oh, I'm going to do this and make this stuff. And it just sits and just collects dust. And I'm like, Boo. but i don't want to give it away because what if i want to what if i pick it up again then i waste money it's like <laughs> then you have that fomo in your head like i can't what if i literally seriously yeah. like it's see i've done this thing where i started pinning my projects on other people so that i have no choice but to finish them because i look like a potato head if i don't because if i tell you i'm gonna make you something right like i think i told you I'm, i want to make you a bag right but i told you it's gonna be a while because i still need to figure out the mechanics of that mm-hmm. because i told you that i know i'm gonna do that like because i because i know you're gonna be looking at me even if it takes even it takes fucking three years bitch like you're gonna get that bag because my brain goes fuck i gotta make alex that bag <laughs> he's gonna be looking at me like this bitch ivy is over here lying like she said she was gonna make a bag honestly i completely forgot years. you i completely forgot you even said that see <laughs> But I didn't. You see that? That's thank you. Thank you for furthering my point. <laughs> but I didn't. Like, I have a log, right, that I keep of, like, projects that I'm working on. And I literally, I promise you, if you're if you're listening to me and you're a friend or a family member and I promised you there was something else I was going to make for you or, or create for you, trust and believe there is a list and it is getting done. So don't you worry. Don't you worry your cute little head about it. I promise it's on the way. Just be patient with a bitch because I got too many people in my life and I be making a whole lot of promises. That's all. <laughs> mm. 
Because that goes back to that overambitious shit. Like, I just be wanting to do so much for myself and other people that I'd be like, oh, yeah, and I could do that. And that's not a problem. And I could make that too. And da da da. Like, I do know when to say no, but if it's something I'm excited about, I don't because yeah. I want to do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Once that passion kicks in and I get excited about a thing, that's it. I'm excited about the thing until until it gives me a reason not to be excited. And that's it. We're like, it's on go. I put all my energy into that shit. Like, for example, I had some shit that I was supposed to be working on, right? And there were so many life things that just kept fucking interrupting. And every day I was bitching. Like, in my household, every day I'm bitching about how I can't get things done that I want to get done. This particular project that I want to finish. And it's like hovering over my head. It's like a festering rotten egg just dangling over my brain. And I hated it. I took my ass into the motherfucking library, bitch, and I hand wrote out what the fuck I needed to do I said, within like a literal hour. Cause my kid was like, I just want to go to the library to like, you know, check out a reality and just kind of have a space to focus. Once I went to that no talking study room section or whatever, where it's like mad quiet, oh my God. <laughs> I was writing my ass off, bitch. I was hyper mega focused. Like somebody gave me some drugs. I was like, what the fuck? What in the Adderall is this? Why am I so focused? <laughs> <laughs> next thing you know project boom i'm like all right cool now i just got to move on to the next phase of that but like that's the that <laughs> that's how i get when i want when i want something done that i really give a shit about yeah but then like there's also life shit that gets in the way i run a whole ass household and then like work the yeah no I, ch- having to chase the money no i get that it, it's, it's it, just it's, like the only oh sorry go ahead. oh no no go ahead go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Oh, no, I was just going to say the only way that I can find ways to cultivate peace is like, for example, when I know I have to make trips to places, I will literally, I saw somebody else post this, somebody uh, somebody that I like posted this and I was like, that's how I do too, girl. Yes. Um, But I play classical music in the car or I won't play shit. It'll be dead silent. I won't hear nothing but the vacuum of space <laughs> in my ears. And that'll literally be the only way that I can cultivate little moments, like little, I call it pockets of peace, (laughs) little pockets of peace so that I don't lose my fucking shit because I do have so much on my plate and I will take on 101 projects that I genuinely excited about and genuinely will complete. But like at some point, like I said earlier, where do you fucking get peace of mind and where do you like check in with your mental health and all that other shit? Like. Like you yeah. were talking about, for example, you had doctor's appointments and shit like that that you should probably be making that you haven't made. I just went ahead and like bit the bullet. I had to wait like three fucking months, but I just went ahead and bit the fucking bullet and was like, I'm gonna make, I'm trying to do this and do this and do that. Just like wiggle the shit in and figure out a way because I don't want to lose track of myself in the process of being stuck in this rat race. And then while I'm also trying to figure out how to get out of the rat race, you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel that. I mean, I think for me, it's it's always just been uh, <laughs> like just trying to just do it, but also at the same time, like since it, I just hate trying to find a doctor, and then next thing you know, like a year goes by and I have to move again, find a new doctor, move, like you know, move again, find a new doctor. Like I now I'm like, should I just wait? Do I just wait it out and see, like, okay, am I actually going to stick around in this place? Or, like, I, I, these past, what, four or five years now, every year it's always been switching over to, to another place the next year, again, next year, another place. Yeah. But, you know what I mean? So I'm just like, well, fuck. 
I don't want to have to keep doing that because it just gets so like. Can you transfer my files? <laughs> Seriously, I'm just like, uh, I'm over it. I'm over it. I feel you on that. I just bit the bullet because I was just like, fuck it. Because I, I, I'm of a similar mind where I'm like, well, depending on what I got going on in my lifestyle, like I might not necessarily have the time or I might have to switch doctors, yada, yada. Like I already have it in my head that I'll probably have to switch doctors from this doctor because it already took too long to get an appointment. Mm-hmm. And my brain goes, okay, well, clearly I'm trying to jump into to a space that is overbooked and busy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but I've made my peace with that at the same time because I'm just like, it's just a fucking doctor, bro. Like at the end of the day, like all y'all will probably tell me either the same thing or something similar. So I just need you to check me out, make sure I'm straight, make sure my body's not, you know, falling apart at the seams and shit. Tell me if I need to change my diet or some raggedy ass doctor shit like that and send me on my way. I'll yeah. be back next year. <laughs> I just want, I just want to like check in with myself and like start doing those things because I feel like. It's not hard when you're always chasing a bag or chasing even chasing an idea or a goal. Like it's not hard for you to forget to forget yourself. Like there are people who are well adjusted enough that's like, no girl, I don't have that problem. I do all of that. Mm-hmm. And to you I say, teach me your ways. But <laughs> for the rest of us motherfuckers, for the rest of us regular folk, we be out here stressing, hair can't get done. Nails look raggedy. You know what I mean? Like, we be wanting, we be wanting to be right. We want to be on point. But we could barely hold our brain cells together, bitch, trying to get all this done. Yeah. It's a lot. Some of us running households and businesses and trying to and trying to uh work a regular fucking job at the same time. Some of us are working a regular job and trying to fucking change careers and, and do all kinds of other shit. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's, like, so busy nowadays and just constantly in motion that... I feel like most people probably aren't really taking care of themselves for real. The moral of the story today is take care of your fucking self. Please. Thank you. We appreciate you. Okay. Have a nice day. (laughs) (laughs) Like what bitch? The pot's over? No, it's not. It's not. It's not. (laughs) You know what I want to talk about too? That it's spooky season. Yes. First off, let's talk about that before we talk about what I wanted to talk about, bitch. Fuck that. It's spooky season, bitch. Spooky season. I'm hype. Can you tell? It's also the caffeine. I, but also, I just um love the fact that like people on TikTok are like, like, damn, what happened in September? That bitch went was here and then was gone like nothing. I was I was cracking up because it's like that would just laugh. Let me stop putting that on Virgo. Here today and gone tomorrow. But yes, okay. I I am glad that it's here. But I already. But I'm like, I'm like, stay here longer, please. Take your time. Don't go away. Take your time. No, September could get right the fuck up out of here. That's why I'm glad it's October now, bitch. Because I know, but I September I don't want here. <laughs> I don't want October don't following want September. You know what I mean? Like trying to get out the door. Want, no. They just saw October to slow the fuck down. That's okay. We ain't got to ask September to slow down. September been, been came and went, child. And that's okay. Because here in the Carolinas, we have what we call false autumn. And that shit is raggedy because one minute you think, ooh, girl, let me get my honey and my hot cocoa, bitch. 
And then the next minute is, why is it so motherfucking hot out here? Can a bitch get a mojito or something? Because it is ridiculous. It is 90 fucking five. 90 fucking five. And it's September 24th, bitch. It's supposed to be fall, bitch. What the fuck? And then you go outside at nighttime and you're like, where's my jacket? Where's my, where's my hoodie? Where's my everything? Because it's 34 goddamn degrees and frost out this bitch. Like, make it make sense. It's chaotic. Right. October, North Carolina will catch like a hurricane or some crazy ass winds or some shit. And it'll cool right the fuck out in this bitch. And it'll be like springish <laughs> until like November. And then, and then we'll finally get some cold in here. But I need yeah. September to go because it's too hot and muggy and weird out here. Yeah, see, for 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 me, it's it's like, oh, it's still hot. Okay. Is it hotter than it was <laughs> yesterday? No, not really. Okay. But it's still hot. <laughs> you stupid, but it's still hot. I'm sorry. When does it ever get cool over there? Does it ever get cool in California? It does. It there it, it definitely does, but um October is is more so fire season. It is. So ye- So it makes it hot as shit there, obviously, because of all the fires and shit. That's not dumb as fuck, but I just Well no, um it's because everything's dry and then that's when the winds start to pick up. Oh, and that's just gonna make shit worse. Yeah, and then I you know, you people people be stupid and then they just be like, you know, lighting shit up and not putting out properly, throwing their cigarettes somewhere and like I'm just lights that hot fire. Pit in the middle of the woods. Literally. <laughs> whoops i forgot it's dry windy season like pay attention to the fucking environments that y'all live in can i just can we just divert into that rant real quick (laughs) pay the fuck attention to the environments that y'all living in if y'all know y'all have a muggy season or a dry season or a windy season like plan accordingly bitch don't plan a fucking bonfire party during windy dry season that don't make sense you are going to hurt someone or yourself Oh, they'll still do it. Shut the fuck up. They'll still do it. It don't matter. Y'all terrible. Y'all deplorable human beings. Like with the whole gender reveal things where they like, oh, they always yeah, end up lighting that. shit on fire. Bro, like what the fuck? That wasn't even worth it. Like who gives a fuck? And this crazy as shit because you did this gender reveal and then what happens if your kid grows up and goes, guess what? I don't subscribe to the gender that you gave me. LOL. What was the what was the fucking point? What was the point in the party? Your kid's not binary. What's the point? You're like, congrats, it's a girl. Who doesn't identify with that? So you know, there you go. Like, jokes on y'all. Just how about this? Let's just throw the whole gender reveal party shit out the motherfucking window. Let kids be kids, and then they can tell you what they want when they get older. How about that? We'll just do it like that. For real. Because it does seem kind of fucking pointless at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. We can pick our own genders now. Why are Why are we doing gender reveals? This doesn't make sense. Not to me, anyway. Because you're gonna buy a bunch of pink stuff or what? <laughs> what a waste. Anyway, bitch. Stop doing random things at times where it is dry and hot outside because it don't make no fucking sense. Stop trying to start fires where they don't need to be no fires, especially in California because it'd be burning enough. Don't y'all actually have like seasons that it's like literal like fires will spark on their own type shit or am i tripping uh like i guess sometimes i don't know <laughs> you don't be knowing how you live in california y'all knowing if y'all got fire seasons and stuff you gonna make me go to google it's because i'm not near the mountains anymore 
But I mean, like when you were in the mountains, do you remember? Well, yeah, but normally it's because either someone's crazy and just lighting shit. Like, that, that's it. A lot of times the fires don't spontaneous. If they do spontaneously, quote unquote, combust, mm. it's usually because it's a, uh, it's a, uh, like someone left glass, like a glass bottle or something. And because of the way that the sun hit it, It'll light it on fire. Oh, that's like usually. Ah, oh, I know what you're talking about. Go ahead. I'm sorry. But that's usually kind of like what. That's usually kind of what happens. But I don't think it'll. It. I mean, it, I don't know. I, I'm. <laughs> I'm no scientist. I can barely comprehend what you said you earlier. You gotta be a scientist. This one starts from the broom closet, bitch. You're just supposed to be, say what you're thinking. They know what it is. Y'all know what it is. Let the man think. You were saying, friend, <laughs> magnifying lens. That's what I heard. I heard heat, sun, glass, magnifying lens, fires. Is that right? Yeah. Or crackheads. Yeah. Oh, I, I wasn't saying that now. Now, I did see uh, upon a Google search. <laughs> what is WFCA? Is that supposed to be like the wildfire shit for California? I have no clue. See, you got to learn more about your state. Let me stop messing with you. <laughs> Anyways, the fucking first result thing that came up says something about fires are possible throughout the year in California, but the peak fire season in Northern California usually usually begins in June or July and runs through late October or November. However, the Southern California peak fire season starts earlier, beginning in late spring, May, June, and runs until October. That's just according to this site. What is this? What's this shit? WFCA.com. So y'all can Google that or y'all um, have fun with that. That fun, that's fun free knowledge for y'all, courtesy of Google. Oh, wait, wait, did you say WFCA? Yeah, is that fake? Is that false? Is that I just thought about it. It's probably, no, it's probably Wildfires California. Oh, a valid resource? I had to think about it. I was like, I was like, huh? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if it's valid, but... We don't know if it's valid, y'all. We just read what Google told us. That's all. We just regurgitating Google. Blame Google. It's Google's fault if we're wrong. But yeah, back to back to our rant of uh, pay attention to your fucking environment. That's all we wanted y'all to do. That's it. That's the whole drag to this. Is pay attention to your fucking environment. You know. Mm-hmm. You get it, Susan. All right, cool. Let's move on. <laughs> so, I was having a thought, right? Mm-hmm. And the subject of being vulnerable and what vulnerability means and expressing yourself and what that means has been coming up a lot in the circles that I've been in, right? Shout out to them circles. Y'all know who y'all are if you're listening. So, (laughs) anyways, bitch. So, it made me think, right? In our generation's culture, right? Each generation got a different culture of thinking. In our generation's culture of thinking, we define vulnerability as damn near telling all your business, right? Whereas the previous generations are pretty much raised on, like, not doing that for the most part, depending on what culture you was raised with. Like, at least when I was growing up, it was your business is your business. That ain't nobody else's business. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. keep to your fucking self. And don't allow people to involve their the, or involve or assert themselves into your life because it creates chaos, it creates problems. Everybody's idea of like what your life should be like is not ever gonna be 
what you think your life should be like. So why fucking include them type shit? You know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. logical. But so basically what I'm saying is it's like in a world where like you have silent movers in this world. Let me rephrase that. I'm saying it stupid. In a world where you're everybody is being so quote open and vulnerable about their life, how do silent movers maneuver through that? Like, how do you keep that shit to yourself, but still be able to evolve certain people so that you can grow in certain ways? Because obviously, I believe that you can't do everything by yourself. You know what I mean? Like, at some point, you need a team. At some point, you need an extra person to collaborate with. You know what I mean? This pod wouldn't be the same without you. Likewise, it wouldn't be the same without me. Like, we need we need each other. This makes it, this helps it thrive, you know? Yeah. So clearly, at some point, it's like, I come to you, you come to me, we have a conversation, we open up with one another, we connect, we, we do business. We create this podcast, it does well. But in this environment, it seems like everybody just wants you to, like, tell everything. Like, every little thing that's going on with you or, like, every little fucking task you got to do that day or whatever. And I just feel like that's oversharing. I feel like for me, I like to do things where some things I tell you because I'm excited, but other things I keep close to the chest because that's mine. You know what I mean? That's my personal business. Or like, I'm not, I don't want people to know about it because it's not my time. It's not time for that. You know what I mean? Maybe I want to do things a certain way or roll things out a certain way. And I don't Mm -hmm. need your two cents hype promotion, whatever the fuck that you're going to put into it, fucking with that. So maybe I'll be like, oh, no, it's cool. Right. And some people might take that as like snubbery or like, oh, you're not trying to, you're not trying to be open and honest with people. They see that as being dishonest. And I think that that's a false perception. I think that's got a lot to do with the fact that like most people are internet babies at this point and like they're used to getting on the internet and crying and like getting on the internet and fucking like telling all their dreams and their business and all this other bullshit like yeah i'm about to blow up that's why i just got my fucking llc like shut the fuck up don't tell people that because some people i believe in evil eye real talk i believe in that shit i got my little talisman by the motherfucking entrances and whatnot to keep that negative energy the fuck up out of here because that shit is real i can't tell you how many times i literally shot my own self in the foot on a project or an idea or a goal or a passion that I had because of everybody else's negative fucking input because I was like so excited to tell people about what I wanted to do or what I was in the middle of doing. Right. And they just shot and they just shot the shit down. You know what I mean? And that's that was me being vulnerable by the by the basic definition of how we look at it now. Right. I believe vulnerability to be something completely different. I think that's a level of intimacy you must earn. I don't think that that is an entitlement or a right of other people's. Like, I don't have to tell you my fucking business. I don't got to fucking tell you if I'm having a bad day today or a good day or, you know what I'm saying, if I had some good dick today. Like, I don't got to tell you none of that. That's my (laughs) shit. Like, you know, that's my shit. If I want to be like, "Mm, let me tell you, you know, I'll tell you. But if I don't care to share I should be that should be okay it should be acceptable if I choose to move my fucking chess pieces in a silent rotation I shouldn't be crucified or made to feel like shit over it you know I I want to say I do know where you're coming from but also I don't and I only the only reason why I say that is because I guess I'm so much of an introvert that like (laughs) I I obviously I don't say shit to everyone. Like I barely talk to a lot of people as it is. Um <clears throat> and so like just kind of um the thought of like 
vulnerability for me is like like I have to know you on like a deep level to fully mm-hmm. give you that part of myself like when people are just kind of sharing shit on online like that's just either that could be that could be like a thousand one different meanings right it's like either they're just wanting to get attention they're either sharing their their uh, experience just to share their experience um I, I don't know. It, it it's such a weird concept to and me. Some people do it to be validated too. That too, like, uh, and and I guess to me, it's like there's there's the different levels of validation, right? It's like, are you trying to validate yourself in a way that's positive, or are you just trying to like just get you know brownie points with people to just right. know that you're correct, like. Like, are you open to conversation if someone talk brings up something that's not within your wheelhouse, you know? Or are you just like, no, you said I was right, so I therefore I'm right. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, know vulnerability for me, no, like, too late. I'm right. <laughs> no it's more for like a select few. Otherwise, I, I don't share. I don't like. I don't. I don't bring people into my personal life unless you know. I know that they're the real ones, you know? Yeah. And I feel this, I feel that same way. Like, I feel like, I feel like my vulnerability is, is just as sacred as my fucking body. Like twice as sacred. In fact, because if I'm letting you into my head, that's still letting you inside of me. And that's the same motherfucking thing, bitch, as far as I'm concerned. So how I move and flex and share things with people is, is going to be different for each person because it's subjective to, how you're moving in your life is subjected to how you're moving with me most specifically. Mm-hmm. Now there could exactly. be things that you do in your life that makes me look at how you move with me. And that's what I mean when I say that, but like how you're interacting with me is definitely going to make me question whether or not I can open up that energy and share that ener- energy with you. Cause it's an energy exchange. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like there's people I've been vulnerable with and share certain things with us. Like I don't even talk to them motherfuckers no more. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I told y'all some deep shit that I would not have told a soul if I thought, like, you know what I mean, for a second that I wouldn't be around those people. And it's not to say that you can't allow yourself to be vulnerable with different people. Like, sure, yeah. And, like, people do come and go like seasons. That's true. But in a reflective sense, it makes my brain go, mm, I'm going to be more discerning in the future about who I'm sharing that energy with because I don't want to cycle back to this notion of, Damn, I told half my fucking life story to a motherfucker I don't even talk to, I ain't talked to in like nine years and have zero intention of talking to him ever again. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, damn. It's kind of like when you have a, it's kind of like when you have an ex, you know, like shared your whole life and spilled your beans with your ex and your ex and seen you, all your vulnerability, all your vulnerabilities and shit. And now y'all not together no more. <laughs> it's like the same shit. You're like, fuck, this motherfucker got all my shit with them. Like, <sighs> <laughs> You walk, you practically walking around with my consciousness on your back and you just not here anymore. Like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. So I feel mm-hmm. like being discerning and, and being able to be a silent mover should be applauded more so than I think that it is. I think a lot of people get it fucked up because they think that if you're not sharing, you're not caring, <laughs> basically. Seriously. And I'm like, I don't got to share that. Yeah, I think it's narcissistic, to be honest, because I know that narcissists are known to overshare right away. 
as a means of like gaining attention and trust. And yeah. that makes sense because our society is really pushed more into this narcissism because of the technology that we use. That's like, let's just be honest. The technology has programmed us that way. We need to just be real about that. And then we have continued to execute the same level of energy, no matter what, like no matter what newfangled technology, we just push that energy off over here, over here, over here. Yeah. But I do believe that people should be able to keep shit to themselves. Likewise, just as much as if there's somebody that wants to be a fucking blabbermouth and tell their whole motherfucking life, Chad, that's your business. If you want to tell everybody your business, that's your business. Right. But I don't think I should be or anybody else should be penalized for feeling like I'm gonna fucking tell you I'm not having a good day today. I'm having my day. That's for me. <laughs> does not that does not mean I gotta share that with you. That's my experience, my life, my energy, my vulnerabilities. I can do that at my leisure. That shouldn't be something that you have a right to or an entitlement to because you just don't. Like unless the things that I'm doing is directly fucking up or or negatively affecting your life somehow. Because Lord knows people don't complain if it's positively affecting. So let's just get right to the real shit. Yeah. Unless it's negatively affecting your life somehow because I'm doing some wild fucked up shit that's directly hurting you. How I move and what I choose to share and do, that's on me. And that's for me. That's not for no one else. Yeah. Write that down. (laughs) You're welcome. Share that with your friends. It's called the power of no. It's called the power of mind your fucking business. Mind your business. Damn. And also, you know. my life. (laughs) Read the room, too, if you're going to be that open with people. Don't just... Start trauma dumping on people. Like, oh my God, I can't tell you how many times <laughs> in the metaphysical community chat, it don't matter what circle I wind up in, it's always somebody in there that's oversharing the shit out of what they got going on. I do not need to hear about every little goddamn dream sequence you've had. I do not need to hear about every little trauma that you have fucking experienced. Like, tell that to your therapist, ho. And if you ain't got one, tell it to your journal. I promise it helps. I promise yeah, it helps. seriously. Like, don't, and, you don't know what another person's going through that, like, mm. could, I don't, you know, trigger them, too. You know what I mean? It's like, right. ask before, you know, you say anything. Don't just, don't just be going. Put a trigger warning on that bitch and put a spoiler blocker on it or something. So people don't, that don't want to read that shit, don't have to read that shit or see that shit or hear that shit. Especially you know if I mean? it's in a bigger community. Like, don't do that. Like, if it's with your friends, obviously ask, be like, hey, can I talk to you about something that's just been on my mind, like, and see where they're at. You know, if they say no, just respect, be like, you know, I'm not in the right headspace to to hear you out. You know, it's not, it's nothing against you. I'm just, I'm in my own head, too. Like, (laughs) yeah, I mean, tell these people, you better tell them how the fuck they're supposed to behave. (laughs) Some people do do that. And they think that their trauma dumping is the the mindset is this, and this how I, this is why I feel it's narcissistic, right? Because the mindset is, well, what if my story can help someone? I cannot tell you how many raggedy bitches I've heard say that shit out their mouth. Well, what if my story helps someone? Well, what if it traumatizes someone? Huh, Susanna? What if it does that? What if it yeah. does that instead? What if it fucks up their mentality because they never even experienced life like that? And now you have traumatized them. By sharing your crazy trauma with a person who is mentally not prepared for that. And the universe has apparently kept them away from that for a reason. Exactly. They fuck their whole world up. You know what I mean? It's like when people see fucked up movies or shows or whatever. And it like messes with their brain and worse how they think and shit. Or if they read some fucked up shit it changes how they think. Like you could do that same fucking thing. Like 
I understand how in a metaphysical world where we can always cry about how powerful words are that we don't pay attention to our words when we're trauma trying to trauma dump and shit. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like, are you even asking the person, like, hey, is your energy prepared to receive all this vomit I'm about to feel everywhere? Do you got a bucket and a mop, bitch? Because I'm about to dump the fuck out of this place. Like, all over the place. Seriously. Like, and and it's worse when they piggyback off of someone, too. Like, someone that is actually, like, asking and genuinely asking these questions. Trying to, like, you know, like, it was warranted they asked beforehand. And then someone just piggybacks on them and be like, well, my experience, well, it's like, no one motherfucking asked you, bitch. Like, right. wait your damn turn. We ain't wait talking about turn. you. Get in line. Get your ticket. We're talking about. We're talking to this person. Like, why? Why are you right. going to just, you know, add your two cents in when you weren't even part of it originally? Right. Exactly. Like that happens a lot too. Because like, I remember different streamer communities that I've been into. Even, included outside of the metaphysical communities right and like the one thing that i see is a consistent theme and i've even seen this in like podcast communities and shit too the one thing that's a consistent theme is everybody got a mental health section right i don't do this this is not this is not going down on my discord figure it the fuck out like it's not to be heartless it's just because of this particular thread right here yeah someone will come in and may or may not prompt can i dump in here because it's a dumping space right that's what it's meant for you get it's meant, but most people don't go in there to just dump about venting shit. Like, like it's not a venting space. Nobody does mm-hmm. that. But like, it's a emotional trauma dumping space is what it turns into. So then, what happens is somebody will come in and they'll be like, "I experienced this particular type of, of thing today, and it made me think about this particular this particular trauma." And they will write a goddamn twelve page paragraph, as much as the fucking uh, character limit will allow about what the fuck is going on with them and all the ways that it's connected to their trauma and like basically write like a whole fucking journal entry and one expecting other people to read that like keep it concise think about how people got shit to do and their whole day cannot be consumed with you selfish ass secondly thank you exactly (laughs) secondly like you'll do all of that and then someone will come in behind you and say some basic bitch bypassing shit like the universe will provide. Just keep your head up. And then it'll be followed by some piggybacking ass pick me bitch who will be like, oh my God, I can relate to this trauma because this is exactly what happened to me in 2005. And let me break it all down for you in every little detail. And here's my paragraph. And then someone else will come in and go, oh my God, here's my paragraph. And then someone else will come in and go, this my paragraph. And then someone else will come in and try to answer everybody because they want to be the good person. You know what I'm saying? So they'll be like, oh, here's my response to you and my response to you and my response to you. And then someone else will come in and change the whole fucking subject up. Mm -hmm. But nowhere in there did I ever hear anybody try to help them. So what is the point in calling it a mental help section? Yeah. What's the point? What's the point in creating a space where you're supposed to quote unquote be able to help each other and be there to support each other when all y'all doing is just one person threw up and then everybody else threw up in the room. That's what that's how I look at that. Cause that, that's how I, that's how I see that when I see that shit. Cause to me it's just a fucking mess. One person threw up, now everybody threw up. Now we got all this all this goddamn vomit on the ground. Who's gonna clean this up? Who's gonna take care of this? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> why do y'all do that? Why do y'all why do y'all not practice like having journals or some shit? Like, I don't care. Like, figure out a way. Cause my thought, my thought is this, right? There are lots of ways we just elect to personally self-sabotage, whether that's consciously or subconsciously, so that we don't do the healthy practices 
that will allow us to be self-sufficient and independent. Like learning to be supported by others is great, but also learning how to self-soothe is one of the greatest goddamn tools of freedom and independence that one could possibly fucking cultivate. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. I swear to God, if I did not have that in my life, my level of resiliency and shit on this planet for all the things that I've been through, and I've been through a considerable amount of fuck shit, I promise you I would be I would be gone from this earth already because there's just no way that I could find my my life tenable if I did not have that. You have to be able to self-soothe. You have to be able to cultivate a sense of resiliency so that not only can you be supportive force for other people because you can put your own shit aside, but like, so you're not also dumping and expelling your trauma off on people because most of the people that do that, I'm going to be real with you. I've come across a lot of people who like to do that, that love the trauma dump. You know what they do? They consistently cycle back to the same raggedy ass story over and over and over and over and over and over again. And you know what I also noticed that they do? If they drinking or drugging or doing anything like that, they hide up. Guess what? They're going to cycle over that story a hundred times. Like you have never heard the story tell it the exact same motherfucking way with the same amount of fucking ferocity, same, same exact tonality, same fucking hand gestures, everything like you are stuck a goddamn groundhog day. Yeah. So then I ask you, is it helping? <laughs> is it? Because it seems to me like if you constantly have to go back to this and constantly circle back to this drama, then clearly the dumping it off on motherfuckers is not really helping you. You're just bleeding out the pus a little bit and then patching the wound back up. And then when it fills back up with fucking fluid, you're like, eh, let me bleed out a little more. And then, all right, let's keep going. No, heal that shit. Stop dumping your festering fucking bile off on other people because you don't know how to get your fucking life together. Yeah. It is not other people's fault that you experienced that fucking trauma. It's the people that induced that trauma and the choices that you made that created that fucking scenario to that allowed that trauma to exist because obviously there is space for people that obviously that that some shit happens that is outside of your control that other people did to you and some shit is shit that you made shitty choices you don't want to fucking cop to them that got you into this position in the first fucking place so when you're gonna wake the fuck up and take so take some responsibility for that part and say okay i need to learn how to walk my way through this i, I like i know i can get through this or i need to figure out a way to self-soothe I know I can make it through. I'm going to write this shit in my journal. I'm going to fucking make a song, bitch. I'm going to scream it out. I'm going to fucking shout into the universe, bitch. I'm going to write it on a fucking piece of paper and burn it. Like, whatever expression you need that isn't going to be hurtful to yourself or others, do that shit. Exactly. Do that shit. And I stress not being hurtful to yourself or others because there are things that some people will think it's acceptable to do, like go out and hoe out or some shit like that. And that's not what I mean. Because that's going to be harmful to yourself or others. So you can just nix that right off the list. I'm talking about hell. I'm talking about other types of practices. Fucking hiking, bitch. Screaming to a fucking pillow. Writing things down. Do an audio journal. Write on a piece of paper and burn it. Like, think of shit like that. Create a f- new fucking form of art expression that helps symbolize <laughs> your fucking internalized feelings, ho. Any of those things are better than getting into a chat group. And vomiting your fucking nonsense off other people and expecting people to constantly pat you on the butthole and tell you it's going to be okay because you're not trying to heal. You just want people to come to you and allow you to feel victim for the things that have been done to you. And the problem is, is that most of the people that play victim have never really been true victims. Yeah. That's why you play They just see the appeal and the attention. Right. 
Because most people that have been truly deeply victimized, some people now, let me make excuses for some people, because there are some people who have been truly deeply victimized that will constantly cycle through, and that's just where they're at right now with their trauma. And that's true. We got to make space for them. But I'm talking about the fake motherfuckers. The fake motherfuckers that claim that they got all this shit with them that are always fucking playing victim or doing just that playing because they've not truly been victimized because there's another group that does of victims that doesn't cycle constantly that is always trying to strive and move through it and it do- and try very hard not to let whatever the fuck happened to them define their character because mm-hmm. to them it's a dark mark to them it's a scarlet letter to them it's a strong negative against their character so they do and they strive in ways that will allow them to get that the fuck up off of them they don't want the stigma of being a victim those people are, pro- are have way more fucking ability to be resilient and to self-soothe than the people that are constantly whining, talking about whatever the fuck, bitch. I'm not even going to try to invent something. Y'all can think of it because I know damn well y'all got some tiring ass people in y'all circle that you be hearing do that shit and you're like, please, bitch, just shut the fuck up because don't nobody care because you cry too much. There's a space for that shit and you like, I'm sure people got friends for that type of shit where you can just let off a little bit of steam and like I said, ain't nothing wrong with a little bit. And having respect for the people around you enough to say, hey, are you willing to receive this? Or can you even receive this energy right now? Because I'm feeling some type of way. And I just need to get my shit off. I need a soundboard. I need a vent. I need to say what I got to say. Some people will be like, yeah, bitch, go right ahead. I'm here for the tea and the drama. And some people are going to be like, no, girl, I'm crazy busy. I ain't got no time to sit here and talk to you about all that. No, thank you. You're going to have to take that somewhere else. <laughs> and that's okay, too. But that's my little rate on that, because I just feel like some people do do that shit too much. And it, and, and it is a, a narcissistic thing. And then those same people will turn around and speak negatively on people who choose to keep things to themselves and not have enough respect for them to even think to themselves. Well, maybe it's because they choose to be resilient in other ways that I'm, that I'm choosing not to be. Yeah. Or maybe I shouldn't discredit them and think that they don't have shit going on with them or that they haven't had negative experiences in their life or that they haven't experienced trauma because they don't talk about it. Because that's another thing, too. A lot of people will be very dismissive of quiet people or people that just don't like to share certain things because they say, oh, well, there's probably nothing wrong with you because you don't share. Bitch, what? (laughs) Huh? So because I don't feel like dumping my shit off on you, like all of a sudden, like I'm devoid of trauma or any drama that's ever occurred in my life. Highly unlikely, huh? Especially in 2022 when the world is an upside down fucking chaos ball. Highly unlikely. That's my rant for the day. Y'all welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Alex is so quiet. I was shouting too much. I'm sorry. I got too passionate. I'm sorry. It's all good. If you'd like to hear Alex more, stream the previous episode of Thoughts on the (laughs) Run. We have our moments. We, we, We have our moments when we each get passionate about shit. That's why sure. that's why it's thoughts. Not just one it thought. Is. It's thoughts from the several. boom closet. <laughs> Cuz sometimes there are several. And only when it's warranted. <laughs> that part. It is warranted. Oh man. But yeah, that's just how I feel about that shit. Yeah. Y'all know now. <laughs> Should we get into the tarot? We guess what must you want to talk about? Oh, uh, I I can't think of anything at the moment. But I think that girl, you wore my brain out. <laughs> it was already wore out earlier. You already knew I couldn't brain. I know. It's okay. I appreciate you for showing up and, and trying to brain when you didn't have to brain. It's okay. Because <laughs> that's, that's, that gives you 10 out of 10 friend points with me. <laughs> I'm like, look, he tried. He well, can't be mad. We woke we'll him give, up hella early, girl. Give the people what they want. Give the people what they want, the tarot. Okay, okay, let's do that. 
So y'all already know I've already pre-picked them because that's what I do. Let me just pull up my tray of goodies here. My tray of tarot. Sounded so nice, didn't it? Okay. So y'all remember last week when I said to um, curb your energy? Because some of y'all was getting a little out of pocket with your energy. In other words, some of y'all were um, pushing too much in the passion department. And what I mean by that is there are some people that was o- that was over-sexualizing and there's some people that were overindulging. And you were being asked to curb that because that was going to create a downfall scenario for y'all, right? Well, it looks like, this is strange, right? Because it looks like you tried to do that, but then a new idea came up. And this new idea is causing you to question your current commitments. You're questioning what it is that, that you're already connected to, okay? And that shit is literally keeping you up at night and, like, haunting your dreams. That's the best way that I can explain that. I know that sounds crazy and chaotic, but that's because it is. So there's something that you are bottled up on. It's emotional, but it's also passionate. So I'm not sure if it's a person or a project, but it's something that you're really, like, it's, I can literally feel it. It's kind of weird. It's, like, it's almost like it's building and it may, it's new because we have the new energy here. So it's a new thing. So it's something that you weren't, you, you maybe might've thought about before, but it really like didn't come into play until like now. And now that is kind of bubbling and building, but it's also kind of haunting in this way because you kind of want it really bad, but also don't know how to express that because it sort of derails whatever things you've previously committed to. But ultimately what's going to happen is because people don't know how to quell their 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 passions and their ambitions, it's ultimately going to drive you into this it's also it's also it's ultimately going to drive you into this state where you're going to like want to push for that and keep trying to push in that direction, but you're going to go about it in such a weird ass way that it almost becomes burdensome. I feel, I look at it like this. It almost feels as if like you just pussyfooting around so much on what it is that you want and like how you want to communicate that, that you go about it in a very awkward ass manner. But then eventually you realize that you're, you have no choice. You're going to have to just, you're going to just have to buck up and like say, okay, this is what the fuck I want. This is how I want this to go down. This is what I'm interested in, what I'm not interested in. This is what I want to be committed to and not committed to. And I'm just going to go ahead and fucking go for it and do it. And that would be the right thing because right now the feeling is like shit is unfair. It's unfair because this thing or this energy that I want is right here and I'm too scared to cultivate it. And I think it's because you're afraid that it will create the opposite effect, that it will turn things upside down. Um, And depending on, let me look at the cards again, hold on. Depending on what you've committed to, it will absolutely destroy those things. I can't even lie. It will absolutely destroy those things. So I would be very cautious about paying attention to what you are committed to okay because there's there's some prominent things but it's very it's very minimal in the sense of like number like it's not a large group of things it's just a small group of things but those small group of things that you're deeply committed to you need to assess whether or not you should continue to be deeply committed to that or if you are just trapped in bondage with that because of something that you gain from that if that makes sense So if there's some shit that you're gaining from a particular uh, atmosphere, environment, energy, person, place, or thing, insert whatever noun here, 
if you are getting some sort of benefit from that, you have to ask yourself, are you doing it because it's a survivalism thing? Are you doing it because it is a trauma-driven thing? Uh, what's, another, what's another thing I was looking at here on the cards? Um, are you doing it because you feel obligated? That's another one. Because all three of those things are just a deadly mix for you sabotaging and fucking shit up anyway. So there's no point in uh, there's no point in not assessing those things and taking care of them. There's no point in avoiding that. You need to go ahead and do that. And when you do, we'll absolutely feel burdensome. But the burden you bear is far less uh, mentally exhausting as the burden that you will carry if this shit continues to creep into your dreams like it is and to creep into your nightmares and to creep into your every meditative thought. Because this feels like it is something that you kind of want to a degree so bad that it is taking over your whole thought process and it's very mentally unhealthy right now. So you need to stabilize and you need to tell yourself, okay, what is it that I can work through to get me to this that is not going to harm nobody? Most importantly, the people I care about myself and the things I've already committed myself to. Is that possible? If not, then I need to work on putting it the fuck out of my mind. And if it is something that I believe that I can achieve or it is something that I feel will be well-received because it could be something where you're dealing with another person, if I feel like it will be well-received and it's not going to hurt someone, can I go ahead and pursue this without creating an entire scenario of upending my entire life because that's very unhealthy right you don't want to unroot your entire fucking self for anything unless it's absolutely worth it and most things in life are a fucking gamble let's be real there's nothing that we're really sure about so when you're thinking about uprooting yourself you have to really question is this right for me you know what i mean is this truly truly right or am i about to make a horrible choice because there's lots of people i've seen that have uprooted their life because of a uh, insert noun here, person, place, or thing, an idea, and they go, I shouldn't have did that because <laughs> ever since then, shit has been sideways. You know what I mean? And then the last part of it is talking about how, let's, let's address the unfairness. So the reason why you feel it's unfair is because you see a lot of prosperity and a lot of possibility with this person. You see a lot of potential. I don't know why I said this person. Oh, sorry. Insert person, place, or thing. <laughs> but you see a lot of potential in it. And because you see this potential, you're like fascinated with that. You're like, oh, but the wheel could turn in our favor, bitch. And if it does, ooh, that's about to be, oh my God. And to some degree, you have to ask yourself, is that just me playing up a fantasy in my head of how I want something to go? Because sometimes we have a, a greater fantasy in our head than what reality actually offers us, right? Is it just a sick little fantasy in your mind? <laughs> or is it something that's actually achievable? That's something you have to determine. What I will say is this, though. Things are going to come to a point because there's a lot of completion cards here. I, I am looking at that as some things will be forced to close because you won't have a choice. Some things are going to be forced to close because you chose that. And one of the reasons why I see you choosing that is because there is potential for something either related to home or business that you want to grasp onto but that beginning is not going to get started because you're wrapped up in this in this scenario right now of what do I want and how do I achieve this passion and and all the all of the hype and the fantasy in your mind so while you're caught up in all of that you're not in re you're not rooted in reality enough to actually bring any of these things into fruition but there are a lot of cycles that are coming to a close that will force you into reality and force you to look at your commitments and choose what you really want to be committed to. But I will say this, there's one, there's one way to, there is one way to take that 
energy that is dealing with um, either balancing the home or balancing the business. And that is to collaborate with the people that you're working with. Because I do see this collaboration card along with this commitment card. So I think if you reassess your commitment and how you're moving with certain people, and then you say, okay, I'm going to really push with this person because I know this person is going to help me cultivate whatever this is over here. And then I know that if I work with this person, this is going to help me to cultivate this type of lifestyle that I want over here. And I know that if I come over here, this person's going to help me cultivate this business or career or whatever over here. So kind of assess those relationships and say, like, are these really beneficial to me or is this shit just junk food? And it's making me it's making me feel sluggish and and I can't keep up with my own dreams and my own visions. And then look at the other people around you go, OK, are y'all actually like keeping me on top of my shit? Are you keeping me on my toes? Are you are you helping me to truly grow and snip away the excess? You know, and I think if you follow your natural intuition with it, you will see what is really what really does need to come to a close and it will surprise you what the answer is. I will say that because whatever it is that you're about to close, it's not something that people were expecting. People are expecting things to go in a different way and you will get your head out of your ass. as my family likes to say. You go get your head out your ass and you're going to figure it out and realize, oh, I need to let go of X, Y, Z in the third. And this will allow me to really step up and have that, that goal, that vision, that passion, that drive, that person, whatever it is, insert noun that I want. And that's how you got to do it. Because the other, the other aspect of the card is that if you don't, you're just going to put yourself in a very miserable, burdensome position where you're just like constantly nightmarishly plagued by the things that you want to do and don't do or the people that you want to be around and don't be around. You know, and who the fuck wants that? That sounds awful. So do the right thing and think about it. You know, just actively think about it and ask yourself what you really want and ask yourself what actually makes sense. Cause sometimes the things that we want don't make sense. So be a bit rational about it too. Don't just go with your heart and your whimsy. Sometimes I get tarot readings like this to people and they will make the most asinine choices because they are going off the whimsy of their feelings and they're missing the practical parts that I put in there. And they'll be like, oh, well, I just uprooted everything and ran away to, I don't know, Canada because fuck it. I just like the cold weather and it just seems nice. Like, but now I'm horrifyingly struck in with like poverty, bitch. I don't know what's going on. Like, yeah, because you, you moved a little too fast. That wasn't what I was saying. I also said be practical. You know, there's no practicality of being completely broken up ending your entire life to go somewhere else. <laughs> just, you know, maybe don't do that. Sometimes it benefits people, but most times it puts people in a fucking bind. And that's the truth. Don't create a fairy tale for yourself that you get so caught up in that you think and you just know, just know down in my bones it's going to work. No, you're just intoxicated so much by an idea that you are quite literally high as hell and are not in your rational mind and that's all the merry little wisdom that the tarot has for you today be sure to tip your favorite thought from the broom closet cast member no, let me see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know if you have any opinions or anything about today's episode you could at thoughts pod on twitter there is that there is that shameless self-plug there <laughs> hi alex is that our broomsticks broom brooming They've been warmed up and ready to go. You had them shits warmed up. It was like, bitch, shut up. I want to go back to sleep.
They got that self starter. This is not going to this broomstick. This is not go home. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, thank you for always putting up with me. Your energy is always appreciated. If I don't ever tell you that, I'm telling you now. Where everybody can hear y'all hear that world. Okay, Ivy very much appreciates Alex's energy and putting up with all her crazy ass shit. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for being a friend. Let me stop. <laughs> if we're going to that territory, we're going to need the cheesecake. Can't sing that song without the cheesecake. Bitch, you're right. Let me get to the story <laughs> right now. Well, friends, once again, thank you so much for listening to Thoughts from the Broom Closet. I'm Alec. And I'm a grown-ass wish name, Ivy. And we'll see y'all next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.